What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Week 10 is off to a blistering start. A 16-13 Bears win over the Carolina Panthers. Welcome, everybody. It's your Friday edition. Happy Friday, Dave Richard. It is a happy Friday. We're in the double digits of the fantasy season, and I think there's reason for optimism, even if you're not 500 or better in your fantasy league. All right. Uh, happy Friday, Jamie. You are happy Friday, optimistic. fellas. All right. You feeling good, too? Optimistic, too? Spread the good great. vibes. All right. Listen, today's episode is presented by Salesforce. We're going to talk about six uh, NFC home games, well, actually five NFC home games, plus the Detroit Chargers game. New Orleans, Minnesota, Washington, Seattle, Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Might throw out the B word for that game. Atlanta at Arizona, and the Giants are at Dallas. Uh, let's talk about the game last night, but very briefly. But before we do that, more importantly, tomorrow is Veterans Day. A big shout out and a big thank you to all of our veterans and those who are currently serving. Couldn't thank you enough. You are true heroes. Veteran I'd like to spotlight today is Rob Thomas, who who is uh, moderates our yes. Facebook group, does a lot of work for us behind the scenes, helps us out with a lot of things. And he's the man that does mock drafts with us. He served in the Marines from 2007 to 2012. He wants me to wish the Marine Corps a happy 248th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You never look better. Yeah. I wonder if I still have the uh, birthday music. Uh, it's all right. We'll save that for later. Anyway, uh, thanks again to all the veterans. And uh, if I saw you if I saw you in the street, I'd bake you a burger. But so I don't know how else to think. Why, why would you want to ruin their day? <laughs> Give them something, a good story to tell. Take them to now five Fridays just- with you. I have this vision yeah. of Adam dressed like a chef, complete with the hat, with a stove on the street, handing out baked burgers to random people. Uh, oh, God. Going into Manhattan tonight and going to meatball shop. So I'm pumped about that. All right. Chicago 16 and Carolina 13. 
And um, two questions that I have for this game. One, are you starting to get... Why did the Panthers draft Bryce Young? Go ahead. Next <laughs> are you starting to get worried about Adam Thielen? And two, do you think we'll have a Bears running back worth starting next week, presumably when Khalil Herbert comes back? Jamie, you take the Thielen one. Thielen had uh, six catches for 42 yards after five catches for 29 yards last week. Are you starting to get worried about Adam Thielen? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to get worried about him with this offense and how poor that they've looked. I mean, the fact that they got a 7 nothing lead on a punt return for a touchdown and then scored six points, it's ugly. Um, the nice thing is, is that his floor is going to be relatively safe in PPR, but the ceiling is starting to crater quickly. So I think you just have to view him at this point moving forward, depending on what your team looks like. Definite starter in three receiver leagues, maybe starter in two receiver leagues, and you missed your sell-high window on Adam Thielen. The, you could say the the ceiling is cr- is crashing so much he might need a construction crew to come and save his situation. <laughs> uh, they, they play the Lions. The Bears do next week. Justin Fields will be back. I have a hard time believing that the run game with Khalil Herbert pitching in is going to produce a fantasy running back that will start. I don't know how many of you guys play in leagues where you start three running backs. I would look at Foreman or Herbert as bi-week replacements, number three running backs, that type of thing. Uh, no one that I would be confident about. Please so you, you think you think Foreman's the guy? I think I don't. I think they don't know who the guy is, and that's a bigger problem than anything else. So, in Herbert's first game back, I would imagine that those two will rotate series, and maybe Roshan sticks on third and fourth downs, third downs anyway. Yeah, look, it's it's bad because the next four games, the next four weeks. Are Detroit twice. We know how good they are against the run. They've been a little bit worse the last couple of weeks, but they've been great all year for the most part. Minnesota, they've been good against the run all year. And a bye. And then at Cleveland. So uh, it's it's terrible, the upcoming schedule for the Bears running backs. And there might be three of them. So, I mean, I know I have Khalil Herbert in a couple of IR spots. And when he comes off IR, he might be the guy that I drop. But, you know, obviously we can wait and see. But uh, I'm obviously much less optimistic about Herbert than, than I was when he got hurt. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll take it week by week. And, look, DJ Moore, <laughs> we should have just penciled him in for this, right? Five for 58 on nine targets is basically – I mean, this is actually the most yards he's had with Tyson Bajan, but it's right in the range. And we'll, we'll treat him differently when Fields is back, right? Sure. You could say he's a buy low, and at least he had nine targets. Like, that's they a tried. positive, I guess. What'd you say, Jamie? They tried. They tried to get him. They did. Yeah. They, they and tried. They won. So that's all that matters. Okay. That's it for that Thursday night football game. We've got a lot of great programming for you this weekend at uh, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. You can watch our live stream. First of all, we have the mailbag, but also the live stream at 1130 a.m. Eastern. Check us out there and ask all of your questions and we'll answer questions. We ask, answer questions for almost an hour and a half. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. Also live streams on Monday and Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And CBS Sports HQ, fantasy football today is on there at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday uh, to get you ready for the game in Germany and the rest of the slate. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dave, you didn't get to do it yesterday, so it's your turn today to tell us a player that you love this week. Uh, I love Josh Dobbs, believe it or not. Uh, Dude had 28 fantasy points last week playing three quarters without his starting left tackle on a team with players he's never played with before. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, The matchup against New Orleans, statistically the Saints better against the run this year than the past. Vikings run game, totally inefficient. I expect Dobbs to have to do a lot of work. And I know that fantasy managers are going to have issues with how he played at Arizona. But think about that offense he was in with the Cardinals, okay? Offensive line, not great. Receiving core, Marquise Brown and some tight ends. Play caller, first-year guy, Drew Petzing. Run game, when James Conner was there, it was good. When it wasn't there, it was bad. He has literally the opposite of all that, those things in Minnesota. So I think the situation for him for the rest of the season is going to be pretty good. And I know the matchup against the Saints, oh, it's the Saints, it's a tough defense. Their pass rush pressure rate isn't that great, and we've seen some receivers make some plays against them. I think Dobbs will make plays with his arm and his leg. He is a top 12 quarterback this week, and I like him a lot. I think the last, the last time you did this segment, you gave us Gus Edwards, and I think he scored three touchdowns. So you are riding that win streak. Um, but it is oh, shocking. One and oh? Yes. It is shocking to me just to look at the rankings and see Dobbs 10th for Jamie, 10th for Dave, 8th for Heath. Uh, I get it. I mean, it's a terrible week. But you're going to start him over disappointing Trevor Lawrence? Yep. You're going to start him. I don't think I'm going to start him over. Uh, I'm not going to be as optimistic about Dobbs. I just I feel like he runs a lot, so I can't discount that. But starting Josh Dobbs against the Saints just feels kind of kind of icky to me. But all right, you laid it out. You laid out the case. He's had what one good game against a tough opponent, which was Baltimore, and a lot of that came late. Actually, I think mistake. two. Two. Um, he scored. Dallas didn't he have a game against San Francisco? Dallas? That's the one. He scored that nineteen points have. against Dallas. He scored twenty-seven point four points against San Francisco, at San Francisco, and yeah. with worst talent around. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Uh, that that's part of the battle. Is that the is Everything- Darius practicing? Do we know? Uh, yes, he was limited on Wednesday. I don't know if he was still limited on Thursday. All right. We'll talk more about that game in a little bit. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So I've got a bold prediction for this week. And actually, we had a great question from our uh, producer, Zach Brook produces on Fridays. Um, But a bold prediction about the Giants-Cowboys game. Are you ready? Cooper Rush is going to outscore Tommy DeVito in this game. (laughs) That could happen. (laughs) And then Zach asked... Do you think the Dallas DST will outscore every tight end this week? 
Not combined. Yes, but <laughs> I think they could. Depends on your scoring. Oh my gosh, what a slaughter that's going to be. Uh, here are your news and notes. So James Conner, you guys are, are ranking James Conner, right? We are. He's been activated yep. off of IR. I think the Tony Jones move is good for him. And to, right, Tony Jones got released. So right. There's good good things ahead. And they were very excited, or at least in one press conference, Jonathan Gannon was very excited about James Conner saying he looked really fast and et cetera, et cetera, talking him up. So right, we're I ready. We're ready to get him back against the Falcons. We Damian Pierce mispractice again, but I know there won't be much interest. There won't be much interest in Devin Singletary. Ken Walker practiced in full, so that was good. He missed Wednesday's practice. Practiced in full yesterday, and David Montgomery practiced in full. He's going to play wide receiver. I'll just repeat some stuff from yesterday. Justin Jefferson uh, activated off IR. Or, or they opened up the window for him to come off IR, but he's unlikely to play this week. And he actually said he's not going to come back until he's 100%, but he did say he's going to come back regardless of the record. Um, the Bengals wide receivers, that's the biggest storyline right now, guys. We've got Jamar Chase questionable. We've got T. Higgins likely likely out. We talked about Chase this. Chase says he's going to play. But if you you know read the quotes, you can't be so confident that he's going to feel good. He said he's mentally preparing to play. He didn't even say he's going to play. He also mentioned being a decoy. Um, not that he's going to be, but he said something like, you know, he'd, he'd be okay with being a decoy if they won. So it's a, it's a really, I think it's the topic, the topic of the week. Yeah, right? And especially with what do you do with Joe Burrow? What do you do with Tyler Boyd? Boyd's like 70% rostered. Dave, what's your take on the passing game for the Bengals? Almost certainly without T. Higgins against Houston. I need a minute to go back into my notes coming into the year, but I've got something on this where, and it's not exactly what I'm about to say, but I can find it. I know that there was a time last year where Higgins was out and Joe Burrow was fine because he had Jamar Chase. But when Jamar Chase is out, Joe Burrow, doesn't matter if he has T Higgins or not, his numbers are pretty weak. So as long as he's got Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase is not a decoy, I'm, I'm totally fine starting Joe Burrow. Yeah, so there were four games last year that Chase missed, and Higgins played all of them, and Tyler Boyd did not do well, uh, but and Higgins did, and Burrow had one great game, two games with around 21 fantasy points and six point per pass in touchdown leagues, which is okay, and one kind of bad game. Um, the games without Higgins, I don't remember the stats, <clears throat> but as you said, like Burrow was fine. I, what I don't remember is Boyd. I feel like Boyd was actually pretty solid in those games, but I don't remember. Burrow with Chase, just any game with Chase was 27 fantasy points per game. So maybe I don't have what I thought I had, which is Chase without Higgins. I there, there, there's three options here for, for what you can look at if there is no Higgins. The first one would be Boyd. I, I know he hasn't had great games specifically, but you're still banking on him being on the field the most. And prior to last week, it was like four straight games. With, or prior to the last two games, he did score two games ago. But prior to the last two games, it was like four straight games of seven targets or more. So he's going to get his opportunities. You like that. The second one would be like go see what Irv Smith is doing because Irv Smith is available. Deeper leagues, more safer in that regard. But the Texans are number one or number two in most fantasy points allowed to tight ends. I know Drew Sample scored, but um, Smith just scored his first touchdown with the Bengals last week. And then Trent Irwin. We saw one game earlier this year when there was no T. Higgins, and he had a monster game. So his playing time will potentially spike as well. So – you expect them just to funnel targets to Jamar Chase, but other players are going to be involved. I would rank those three just as flex options, Boyd, Smith, Irwin, but all three in play in varying levels of fantasy leagues that you play. 
All right, yeah, just if you want the numbers, last year when T. Higgins either missed the game or barely played, Tyler Boyd did catch a touchdown in week one, but other than that, he was he was terrible in the other two games that uh, T. Higgins missed, and he only had 33 yards in that game yeah. in which he caught a touchdown. And I'm looking at it now. I see two games last year that Higgins either missed or it might have been the game where he had one snap and then he left. Remember that? That sucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burrow had 19.3 in one of those games and 20.6 in the other. Jamar Chase in those games, 12 points in the one with 19 for Burrow and 28.5 PPR points in the game when Burrow had 20.6. So very small sample size. It should make you a little bit more nervous on Burrow. Check the rankings on Sunday. Check the rankings on Sunday. Okay. DK Metcalf missed practice with a hip injury. That was new. Remember, Jackson Smith and Jigbo was really good when Metcalf didn't play a few weeks ago. He ran deeper routes. He got out of the slot. Um, if Metcalf were to miss this game, well, we will actually, we're going to preview this later, but if Metcalf were to miss this game, who would be your highest ranked uh, Seahawks receiver? Jason. I would be very tempted to make JSN in PPR. Uh, the highest ranked wide receiver because I think he can get good volume and certainly has a chance to score a touchdown and he's got more versatility. Eh, I can't say that. Lockett's got versatility to his game too. Uh, We've got a couple wide receivers who have been limited in practice, Curtis Samuel and Zay Jones. I don't know if they're going to play, but we can keep an eye on that. Um, I thought there was a report that Zay Jones could go on IR. But he's been limited. Maybe that was early in the week. No, I saw the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was confused by that. So I, I don't think he's going to go on IR. I would be a shame. Uh, the, for the Patriots, Devontae Parker's out and Demario Douglas was limited. But Dave, you didn't get a chance to talk about this game in Germany. Uh, how do you feel about Demario Douglas this week? I better not hear the game of the week music right now. <laughs> uh, 10 PPR points, maybe 11. the Stars, the Walk, the Colts, and the Patriots. He's been practicing that all week. <laughs> I screwed up the last five. Damn it. <laughs> Why did you even think I was going to do it, Dave? Oh, I don't know. But I was, uh, I've never heard the end of that song before, how it fades out. That's yeah, me either. Uh, well, well done. That was hysterical. Nine. No, I said nine at the end because it's not the game of the week. But uh, we can keep it as the game of the week. Anyway, <laughs> I honestly don't care about your thoughts on that. Tomorrow, Douglas is number three wide receiver. Uh, Drake London practice. KJ Osborne <laughs> mispracticed with a concussion. Uh, Nico Collins still limited with a calf injury. You guys nervous about Nico Collins availability this week? Get in there a little bit. You know, I, I think you got to keep an eye on the, the Friday practice report. It make Tank Dell that much more exciting and we'll put Noah Brown on the radar as a, you know, number three receiver potentially too. Boy, we lost star, star-studded game. Could be missing some stars, Cincinnati and Houston. Uh, Josh Downs still missing practice. Actually, I'm sorry. I didn't get an update on that. Did Josh Downs miss practice again yesterday? I'll tell you in yes. 30 seconds. All right. Um, on the offensive line, Trent Williams was back at practice. Green Bay had a couple of offensive linemen on the injury report, but they were limited on Thursday after missing Wednesday. Arizona, keep this in mind, they could have two starters on their offensive line out, to both guys not practicing um, against Atlanta. Uh, no downs at practice, no Juju Brents at practice. Linebacker Zaire Franklin was back at practice for the Colts. 
And okay. Devontae Parker ruled out already. Yes, I did say that one. Uh, Jair Alexander may not play for Green Bay. They're at Pittsburgh, and Quay Walker's also been missing practice. He missed yeah, nine. Two so huge injuries for the Packers. It's a big deal. And I think, you know, I'm just getting kind of excited about Will Levis. Not only is it a great matchup, but again, those two cornerbacks for the for the Buccaneers, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, did not practice on Thursday. What's the status of his offensive line? So those two linemen, Brunskill and Petit Freer, I actually don't. I know they missed practice on Wednesday. I don't know if I... I think they missed practice on Thursday, too. I think both of their starting tackles missed practice on Thursday. Play in 30 seconds. All right. Um, you tell us when we come back from this break. And when we do, it's one question for each game, and then we'll break down six uh, NFC home games. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. All right, the rest of the no show. No run skill and no petit frere. Okay. Two days in a row for the Titans. I'm going to do the rest of the show in German if that's okay with you. Uh, this is good luck. <laughs> One question for each game. Detroit is at the Chargers. How, do How many you... times did your wife have to hear you sing that song? Never. No, she, she did not. I, I didn't Why rehearse it at all. Why she have to hear it when the whole podcast audience can hear it? Exactly. If she were in the kitchen right now, she could hear me because I, when I scream in my office, the whole house hears. Um, all right, Detroit at Los Angeles, the Chargers here. Homecoming game for Amonra St. Brown. He's going to have at least 40 yards, I'll say. Now, probably at least 100, 130 yards for Amonra St. Brown. How do you see the Detroit backfield touches playing out, Jamie? More carries for Montgomery. Gibbs still involved. Both number two running backs this week. More carries for Montgomery. Gibbs still involved, both number two. Who do you like better? Gibbs and PPR slightly. Montgomery in other formats. And Dave, you agree? Agree on everything. The one place you won't see Gibbs is inside the five. It's a good run defense for the Chargers, actually. They've improved so much. They have. But they gave up the second most receiving yards. Maybe the most receiving yards to running backs. Keep that in mind. And because I won't get a chance. I should have put this in the news and notes, but I was just... You know how much I was saying I liked Aaron Jones yesterday? Uh, he said, actually, last week that he was not 100% last week, and he had over 20 touches. Aaron Jones is, is hoping to be 100% this week, he said. Um, but anyway, I, just, I don't know. Because I, I was thinking I'd take Aaron Jones over the Detroit guys. You guys wouldn't. That's fine. New Orleans is at Minnesota. My question was, why so confident in Josh Dobbs? But we already talked about that, so let me give you another one. Are you confident in Alexander Madison? 
low end RB two slash bi week replacement slash guy that you're hoping does what he did last week. Um, but I think that's asking for a lot. Well, he was a lot better before the Cam Akers trade. A lot more involved anyway. So that was the question. Sure. You know, so was the basis of the question. I, I would imagine that he's he's in that same boat as a lot of other running backs that are going to get 15 touches. He's in that Najee, Brian Robinson type of bucket where you can count on him to get around 15 touches and you just hope he finds the end zone somehow. Washington's at Seattle. Rank the wide receivers. With everybody healthy? Sure. So many Metcalf plays? Yeah. McLaurin, Metcalf, Dotson, Lockett, Jason. I have McLaurin, Metcalf, Dotson, Lockett, JSN. Is that the Chris same? Samuel. Same as Jamie? I, I didn't hear Jamie's. I'm sorry. It's the same, yes. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee is at Tampa Bay. Bonanza? Maybe. Hit the music. <laughs> I don't have any music anymore. I don't have oh, that's ba- such a lie. I don't have Bonanza music, but we could get a little funky with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, there's not a player... Like you're like Henry Hopkins. Who are the the most Henry Hopkins, Rashad White, Mike Evans? Yep. Everyone's yep. going to start them. Godwin. Godwin's gonna a, start Godwin. Godwin's questionable. <laughs> as a start or as a as a start, right? Yeah, he's, 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 he's mostly started. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we'll talk more about that game. Tell you why it could be so good. And um, also, we'll music later on that game. I've got a. Uh, that's not the game of the week, is it? I, that's up for you that, to decide and to tell us. Atlanta at Arizona. Starter sit Kyler Murray. Low end starter. I'm getting to the point where I want to start him over both Purdy and Lawrence. I think it's a higher ceiling for him. I'm way more conservative. First game back, new offense. How much is he going to run? I I'm, I don't think I'm going to put him in my top 12, much less my top 15. The, the thing that makes me encouraged is, first off, Atlanta stinks. Second of all, they've done, I think, I'm hopeful, a good enough job of babying this that he was probably ready to go three weeks ago, you know, practicing a full. And I'm not worried about him knowing the offense. I think that's, you know, at this point he should be. Oh, yeah, sure. But it's a different offense. Yeah, I'm not worried about about that. Um, I I think the thing is, the the one thing you hit on is, is concerning just based on how we know he gets his fantasy points is how much will he run. Yeah. But also, will he have to run? Like this, this defense is terrible. So they, they've now faced, this is the third debut of some sort in a row. And Will Levis lit them up for four touchdowns, his NFL debut. Josh Dobbs in his first game with the Vikings lit them up for 27 fantasy points. And now they get to see what Murray does at home. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, you said you'd start him. You're leading us starting him over the Purdy and Lawrence in that Jacksonville game. Yeah, that game just feels like a low scoring and not a lot of big play potential. Yeah, we have this question, Murray or Lawrence. I have that already. I already have Murray over Lawrence. Dave? No, I'll take Trevor. I have the... What no, about I'm Pur- doing it right now. Murray over Purdy. What about Purdy, Dave? Purdy. The real game of the week, yeah! Jacksonville and the Niners! Start Purdy or Lawrence or Murray? It's the real game of the week. Hey, okay. 
Okay. And there you have it, Jamie. <laughs> Low-scoring game on deck between the 49ers and the Jaguars. I actually, it's going to be a great game. Though. I actually agree. I, I think it will be so, somewhat low-scoring, but I do think it will be a very good game. All right. Um, Giants at Cowboys. How concerned are you about game script here? Week one, it was 40 to nothing. And Dak Prescott scored about six points, and Barkley was bad. But the Cowboys, every other game they play is a is a twenty plus point game, in one way or the other. How? But yeah, I mean, how do you factor that into the rankings with game scripts prob- possibly getting out of hand? I never want to tell somebody to sit a player who's been good because I'm afraid their team is going to put up so many points because of their defense or because of somebody else. Um, doing something surprising. It it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like the are there is there a chance we saw it this year or earlier? Sure. But I think there's a better chance that Dak Prescott goes off in two and a half quarters. Tony Pollard finally gets going. Lamb gets his numbers. Ferguson gets his numbers. And then you see Dak Prescott sit out in the fourth quarter. So I'm starting all the studs for the Cowboys. I'm not worried. Okay. Tony Pollard has not scored since week one. Scored if twice this is the, the Joe Boo week for Tony Pollard, Adam. If he yes, if he can't get it done sure. now, for sure. But you know what? It. When we talk I about that game, we'll talk about the Giants' defense. They're not giving up points to receivers. They're not. They're, they're second best against tight ends. I'm not saying to sit Lamb, but Ferguson, I think, would be a more interesting uh, discussion. Okay, they're going to be on the field so much. This defense. No, it's I don't know be- that they will. I, I mean, like. The, I, the Giants' defense. The Cowboys are going to score. Gonna the they're going to score lot. so quickly, and then they're just going to well, be. I mean, a, if they're scoring so quickly, it's because Dak is doing something, or Pollard's yeah, doing yeah, something, yeah. or one of the receivers is doing something. Well, you but, can't have it both ways. No, but there's going to be at least two defensive touchdowns. That's going to. Brandon Aubrey's kicking 85 yard field goals because that's all they're doing. <laughs> all right, let's beat the waiver wire here. We got Atlanta, Indianapolis, New England, and New Orleans on a bye next week. It's not quite the same as this week's bye schedule. Oh no, well, it's a lot of running backs. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) And those grow on trees, so you'll be fine. Um, Zach Charbonnet is 67% rostered. Considering Ken Walker shows up on the injury report every week, you should probably roster him. Jamie's made the case to roster Leonard Fournette. But I I can't say there's a player that I'm I'm desperate to stash right now. I I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. Antonio Gibson? Yeah. He's not an exciting stash. He's someone to get and use as a bye week running back. Stat, it, I, I don't have him as a stash. I think Fournette's a great stash. I think Ty Chandler is a great stash. And we don't know what their situation will be like in week 11. So if you get them now, and then they both surprise with nice games in week 10, man, you're going to be thrilled to have them on your team. Uh, I think you know, it could be interesting to see if the Lions are able to get Jamison Williams more involved after they're, you know, they're just had their bye week. So he's 48% rostered, and Quinton Johnston doesn't have an easy schedule coming up, but he's not going to face the Jets. So he's 33% rostered, and maybe you can get like a Michael Thomas type of floor from him. Is it going to be him, or could it actually be Jalen Guyton that the Chargers turn to? I feel like Guyton is just a deep ball guy. They just might not be convinced that Quinton Johnston's ready. If you need a quarterback... I don't really like Russell Wilson at Minnesota that much, but he's one of them. Jordan Love against the Chargers. Will Levis at Jacksonville could be one to go with. Stafford against Seattle. I'm not sure. Unless there's some injuries this week, I'm not sure it's going to be a great waiver wire week, but we'll could see. Could be Carson Wentz against Seattle. Uh, yeah, could be, because that's right. Matthew Stafford, we don't know if he'll be back. 
All right, keep let's an go eye to on games. just because of, of the work that they'll get. Clearly, a lot of people dropping uh, Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. They at least have one more game where they're going to be the guys uh-huh. because Kyron Williams is not eligible to return in Week 12. I, I've seen Henderson's um, roster percentage. He's, he's in the high 70s right now. Mm-hmm. So he's been dropped in about 20% of leagues. Um, keep Just keep an eye on this. I know it's not the most exciting situation, but he has worked in the passing game. Keaton Mitchell showed up on the injury report again with a hamstring problem. Everybody's dropping Justice Hill. So Hill may be the the, the tandem guy with Edwards next week if Mitchell has a, a lingering issue. And then Jeff Wilson's probably getting dropped in a lot of leagues, understandably so. If there is no A-chan next week, he still will get some work for the Dolphins. I thought A-chan was set to come back. He is, but you know how these IR things go. We thought Kilo Herbert was coming back this week. He didn't come back. So, you know, just, just keep an eye on it. All right. Detroit is at the Chargers. You know, I'm leading with this game because it looks like it should be a pretty good game. I don't know how tough of a game it is from a fantasy standpoint. So, Dave, the Lions, three-point favorites at the Chargers. What are the tough calls in this game? I think Jared Goff is a tough call, but I like him. I I worry about how, how much, how effective the Lions running backs will be and how much work they'll get. Uh, is there a problem with the Chargers offense? Could they not put up a lot of points and that could make the Lions go conservative? That could really change things. I think it really does come down to the Chargers offense. But I, I like Goff on the hope that the Chargers offense does come around and put up points at home on the Lions. And Goff has to throw. So starting him, I don't think I, I don't know if the Lions will be able to truly coast to victory on the strength of their run game. If we had the other four three quarterbacks available, other four teams, but other three quarterbacks available, these two would look a little bit different. But because of those three guys missing. It's almost like you're welcoming the ability to have Jared Goff and Justin Herbert. Herbert makes me nervous because, you know, you've now taken away two of his three best receivers, two of his four best options with Mike Williams and Josh Palmer out. And it was ugly last week. And I know it was a Jets, so take that into account. But is he going to bounce back against the Detroit defense coming off a bye that you know is going to pressure him? And so while the secondary is not the same as what the Jets secondary is, does Herbert have that same ceiling moving forward you know so you mentioned you know Jalen Guyton obviously Quentin Johnston I think Gerald Everett comes into play this week because we've seen the Lions give up some production to tight end so he'll be involved and you hope Eckler bounces back and has better production in the passing game so I'd be starting Herbert regardless I wouldn't be looking to you know bench him for a Sam Howell or Josh Dobbs or one of those guys but this is going to be another telling week and if he does struggle without those guys on the field how much how much more confident will you be in starting him for the next several weeks so that's just something to to I think, look at this week. But really, I think it's, you know, you mentioned Jamison Williams. Why did they go trade for Donovan Peoples-Jones? Is that a Marvin Jones replacement? Is that a special team situation? Or is it we need to get something that's going to help us down the field? Because that's really what's been missing from this offense is a a consistent down-the-field threat. And I just wonder if, I hope it's Jamison Williams. I mean, you know, you want to see this guy start to produce based on what the expectations were. But it's been frustrating in the four games they played. Would you rather start Jared Goff or Justin Herbert? I have them back-to-back, Herbert one spot ahead. Yeah, I have Goff one spot ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, you know we've hammered the Goff home road stuff, but look at his four road games. He faced Kansas City, Green Bay, and Baltimore. Those are three really tough matchups, and he stunk. He faced Tampa Bay, which was a good matchup, and he scored— He didn't stink. His fantasy production was bad. Right. Sorry, fine. He stunk from a fantasy perspective. Right. He scored 26.4 fantasy points at Tampa Bay, so that was his only good matchup on the road. This will be his second good matchup on the road. The Chargers give up the fourth most points to quarterbacks. And what happened in that Tampa Bay game that made him so good is that his Montgomery got hurt, 
and I don't think Gibbs was active. And he had to throw. He threw 44 times, and he had a big game. He had a big throw to Jamison Williams. That's really what made the difference is he had a big touchdown to Williams. All right, so let, let's let's talk about the running backs here. Um, obviously, Eckler's a start. But Montgomery and Gibbs, you guys said you like Gibbs a little better in PPR, right? Mm-hmm. You, you look, you obviously, we need better usage from Gibbs than what we had the first three games he played with Montgomery. He had nine touches. He had 14 touches, which was great. We had seven catch game, and then he had 12 touches. He, was score- he wasn't scoring all that many fantasy points. Let's see, eight, 12.6 and 9.2 PPR fantasy points in those three games. So we need better than that. Um, why is this going to be different? We know he's not going to score touchdowns. How involved is he going to be in the passing game? And then Montgomery has... I, want, to- you know, I know he's not going to score touchdowns. He's not going to get goal line opportunities. Correct. True, yeah. He, right, he would have to break kind of a longer touchdown. Um. Yeah. And anyway, and Montgomery probably won't have a good. I, I don't know. Might not have a good rush average, and might not catch a pass. So, why do we like them so much? I think you just go based for Montgomery. For me, it's just the track record of how they've used him and his production that he's given you so far. You know, so he's probably looking at fifteen to twenty touches. You know, depending on how the game flow goes. And I think just based on this offensive line, you know, you mentioned that the the the, the Chargers run defense has improved, and it has. But this is still one of the better, if not top five, run offenses that they're going to see. And offensive line is great. You know, it's different than the Jets. While Brees Hall is a different talent, you know, this this blocking up front is going to be much different than what they saw last week, for example. So I, I'm, I'm just trusting Montgomery. I'm trusting this offense. I'm trusting that they'll be playing with the lead. You know, three-point favorites on the road is not a surprise, given how these two teams have performed. So I think game flows in his favor. So I'm just going right back to Montgomery. A little bit lower than I probably would have been if he'd been healthy all, all season long. But I do think that he's going to lose a little bit to Jameer Gibbs. Like, how do you, you know, keep using the phrase we've right. talked about a few times. How do you put this back in the box? You know, how do you go back to, you know, just limiting Jameer Gibbs? You can't. You know, that'd be a, a crime. And I don't think they're ready to commit that. So um, Gibbs is still going to get his touches. And so you hope that Montgomery scores. And you hope Gibbs is a- as involved as he, more involved than he has been when Montgomery's been healthy. The one other nice thing about Montgomery is fresh legs. Guy hasn't played yeah. since that Tampa game. Well, they all have fresh legs. I mean, they're coming by. Right, sure, but Montgomery especially. So I'm, I'm encouraged by him. I do have Gibbs one spot higher in full PPR. But I, I think that there's upside for Montgomery to have good efficiency and maybe even two touchdowns. You started these guys over James Conner? I have Conner ahead. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I, I would. I just worry a little bit about Conner coming back. Um and still being, you know, he wasn't like the most productive fantasy option before he got hurt. He was good. He wasn't great. He wasn't getting a ton of catches, which is interesting. And I think that's something that they ask of when they call plays in Arizona. Well, I mean, Kyler Murray has a great track record of throwing the ball to James Conner and having tremendous production. I mean, you're talking about a top but 12. That was back. part of the offense when it was Cliff Kingsbury running things. Okay, I'm but it could just sure be a Kyler. The same thing. Could be a Kyler tendency. Jamie, you know what I'd like to put back in the box, Jamie? This terrible Magic 8-Ball, I would like to. <laughs> um, all right, I got a few more questions about this game. Would you start... Why don't you show, show everybody what it says again? Yeah, I, like, it's so hard. There, oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, I don't know what it, <laughs> it says. It landed right on its edge. So um, You can't look at it sideways. Yeah, you, you have, have to look at hold it up, it up straight up. I learned this the hard way. Anyway, a few this more questions. I said, Dave, can you see, what I, can you see what's on my phone? Okay. <laughs> A few more questions, a few more questions. Would you start Gibbs or Montgomery over the struggling Ken Walker 
or the worrisome Saquon Barkley this week? No. No. Okay, last question. Any interest in jo- any interest in a wide receiver not named Allen or St. Brown? No. Okay. Start Sam no. Laporta. And that's the end. Yes. I do think, game. though, again, if you're stuck, Gerald Everett, just keep an eye on it. Last week, I'm, I'm throwing out last week. I think there yeah. are better tight ends you can find. I don't disagree with that at all. But, I again, you're talking about a team that struggled against tight ends, a team that needs some help in the passing game. I think they're chasing points. I think Everett's not a bad dart throw as a bio replacement. Yeah, uh, the uh, I think tight ends have almost half of Justin Herbert's touchdown catches passes this year. New Orleans is at Minnesota. And the Saints defense really hasn't been quite what we hoped. So I think that's part of the appeal for Josh Dobbs. The Vikings defense, on the other hand, stat of the game. In their last six games, the Vikings have allowed more than 60 receiving yards to only two wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Jaden Reed. Um, They've been really good against the pass. They're always good against the run. The defense has just played well. Any concerns about Chris Olave, or is he a must-start this week? Must-start. He's back in our good graces because he scored last week. We've forgiven him for everything that he did in the three games prior. And you can even say like eight games prior because the last time he scored a touchdown, he didn't even have three catches. But I, it's it's a tough matchup. Vikings are good. I do think that Olave is going to continue to see a lot of targets, and we know his upside is really good. And Minnesota gets beat deep. They've given up the fourth most completions of – 20 or more air yards, the six most completions of 30 or more air yards. That could be an area that Chris Olave exploits or maybe Rashid Shahid exploits. But uh, you guys want to sit Derek Carr. I see that makes sense. We're going back to Kamara even after a bad game last week. Um, and then that, so not really interested in Thomas or Shahid, I assume, unless you're desperate. Correct. Okay. Yep. How do we feel about Taysom Hill this week? Tough I got yelled at on a radio show this morning for not having Taysom Hill ranked higher week in, week out. Like, and, and, you know, it's a fair question. Like, why are we continuing to just not put him in the upper echelon of a position that he's been crushing for four weeks in a row now? And my answer was, you know, what happens if the 9 for 63 is just 9 for 63? And even that's a tough stretch to ask for a guy who's not a traditional running back in terms of carries. So I'm, I'm still fine with him if he's been your tight end this entire way. Uh, our colleague Pete Prisco picked him up in our Fantasy Football Today League, and as much as he hates Taysom Mill, he's like, it's been the best thing for my fantasy team. You know, so you've been getting great production. Hopefully it continues, but those touchdowns start to disappear. The production is going to look pretty ugly. The other nice thing about him, he has at least four catches in three of his last four games. He has at least 50 total yards in each of his past four games. And the touchdowns, you 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 know that he's got a great chance to score. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. So I, I almost basically stopped trying to resist, and I have him eighth. And I probably should have him higher. I should probably well, be like what, the, what your radio host said. I, I think there's a very easy case to make against him. The four catches last week were encouraging, but he, he had one catch the week before, and you mentioned three of his last four games, he had four more catches. Well, two of those were without Juwan Johnson when he was running a ton of routes. Since Juwan Correct. Johnson's come back, he's run about 13 routes per game, something like that. For him to get five for him to get five targets last week on those 13 routes is, is exceptional, and you should not expect it. He also threw a touchdown last week. But just go back to last year. He was 
He had a mid-season hot streak. He had a 36-point game. He followed that up with four and a half points. But then he had 10 points. Then he had 8.3 points. And that's pretty good. But then in three of his next four games, he scored three or fewer points in PPR because his role is so unpredictable and so unreliable. So, you know, I, I think it's easy to, to make a case against Taysom Hill. He, he needs to score, but that's what you're hoping for for a lot of tight ends, right? You're hoping touchdown dependent. Of course. He probably just has a lower floor because he may not catch a pass on a given week. The, the other side to it is that you don't know if the Saints are ever going to say to themselves, all right, listen, this guy's really good. Let's keep let's use him even more than we have been. And they dial up his Maybe. routes or they dial up his carries or they dial up his throws. And now no one's good for the Saints except for Taysom Hill. Right, some people in our chat want to know why we're sitting Derek Carr. And Carr or Geno Smith or Josh Dobbs is a question we have. Reverse order for me. Dobbs, Gino, Carr. Yep. Okay. Me too. Yeah, so why sit Carr? I think he's going to regress a little bit to the you know 18-point range, if not worse. Uh, we just got through telling you why Taysom Hill's good. Well, Taysom Hill takes him off the field yeah. uh, a little bit too much for my liking. And this is not an easy matchup. You know, the Vikings defense has played much better of late under Brian Flores, and I just don't think he's going to have that high of a ceiling. So I don't love Derek Carr's setup for this week. Two QB league, super flex league, must start guy. One QB league, I would say. We got a question from Dubby. Half PPR, Evan Ingram or Taysom Hill? Hill. Uh, I should say Hill. Half PPR, that's easier to say Hill. And Skip to my Lou says, Taysom running up that hill. You know, Stranger Things? Running yeah. up that hill. Right. Okay, great. It's, yeah. Yeah. Kate Bush, not Stranger Things. Well, but it's strange. It's, it, it, she wrote the song for Stranger Things, but like 40 years ago. Um, <laughs> all right. On the other side, Josh Dobbs. He is top 10. We talked about him earlier. You can hear Dave's player he loves. He's 74% rostered. He runs a lot. So that is always good. Um, Madison, would you start Madison or? Uh, yes, the other guy. Why, though? Why so low on him? He's he scores. He hasn't been that bad. He can't, he's caught two touchdowns all year. Terrible yeah. rushing efficiency. Uh, we think he's going to be back to his main role in the Vikings offense. We can't say that for sure. And now he's working with a running quarterback. I I, I did like his role in the pass game last week. You know, I thought that was something you saw it in the first drive, so it was scripted. You know, they were trying to get him involved. I don't know how much that was a Jaron Hall thing versus a Madison thing where they found a matchup that they wanted to exploit. I do think, though, you know, you mentioned, Dave, about the Cardinals offense. We have seen recently, you know, like two games ago, DiMercato had a four-catch game, you know, so it's not out of the realm of possibility for Dobbs to dump the ball off to his running backs. Sure, that's and, fair. And, and and this is still, you know, a team that's trying to figure itself out in the Justin Jefferson absence. You know, we, we've, we've kind of seen a few games all over the place for them. Uh, losing Cousins is, is part of that, too. So I think he's not a bad number two running back, but you put it best of the group that he's in. He's in the Brian Robinson, Najee Harris group. I would take Harris over him because I like the Me setup too. a little bit better. Agreed. But you know he's getting 15-plus touches. You know he's going to have an opportunity to potentially score. And there is the boost of no Cam Akers. So right. that's a plus for him moving forward. But it's still a good run defense for the Saints. I still think that they're going to be able to contain Madison. And you've seen enough of him now to know not a slam dunk by any stretch. Oh, yeah, no. I wouldn't make that case. Uh, do you want to start a wide receiver in this game for the Minnesota? Uh, and we have a question. Addison or Madison, half PPR? Addison over Madison. Don't hate Addison. 
when when Dobbs got rolling in the second half, he threw well, and I think that he can connect with Addison. Not quite to the level that he completed passes to Marquise Brown, but close. Number three receiver, chance to score. Doesn't score, you're going to be disappointed most likely. Um, to me, Hawkinson's the safest play. No surprise sure. there. Yep. And yeah. Dobbs, I think the way he's going to get his numbers is going to be mostly with his legs. Yeah, I have Addison as a number three receiver too. Addison or DK Metcalf if he plays? Metcalf. Metcalf. Addison Much or Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper? He's in between um, those two for me. I still have those two ahead of Addison, but I may I may switch that. Dave, would you put Addison ahead of both of them, Jim? Yeah, I might. I, I don't like the setup for either of those guys this week at all. Yeah, I don't blame you, but I, I do have Adams, Addison, Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, my concern with Addison is that he's kind of a deep ball guy, and that's not something that Josh Dobbs is good at. But he did connect with Addison on two deep balls last week. Not super deep, yes. but yes. that was encouraging. Uh, the thing about wide receivers against the Saints is the ones who do well are the ones who play in the slot, and I don't think Addison does that a lot. So that's why he's a number three that's one of the reasons why he's a number three receiver. Start TJ Hawkinson. Taysom Hill or TJ Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Okay. And I kind of want to take Hill in non-PPR, though. All right. Saints DST is start-worthy. Washington's at Seattle. Just something to consider here. I'm not going to call this a stat of the game. I'm going to call this a stat to consider. Sam Howell, he's just not throwing to his tight ends nearly as much as he did. Remember earlier in the year, the wide receivers were doing so poorly. And we said, God, this guy throws to his tight end so much. He's really not doing that anymore. It's benefited McLaurin and Dotson, but it has not been great for Logan Thomas. Um, all right, but here is your stat of the game it's on Sam Howell. The last five quarterbacks against Seattle have scored 18 or fewer points, have thrown four touchdowns to five interceptions. They are not great, but Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, Josh Dobbs, P.J. Walker, and Lamar Jackson. Seattle's done very well against those five. Sam Howell's best games have been in super easy matchups, which I thought Seattle was earlier in the year, but they haven't been lately. So, how much do you like Sam Howell, Dave? I like him. Top 10 quarterback this week. And I think I would start him over Josh Dobbs. And you know how much I like Josh Dobbs. Yes, Seattle's defense is good. Yes, they are due for a bounce back. The only reason why... They had a good game against Lamar Jackson is because Lamar Jackson didn't throw two touchdowns. He had a great game efficiency-wise. And, like, yes, it could be a bounce-back game and it could be ugly, but the recipe for Sam Howell has been his defense stinks, his run game stinks, he has to throw 40-plus times, and he falls into production. He almost got you 20 fantasy points last week. He was very close to it. And before that, he had given you at least 21 fantasy points five times in seven games. So I, if you're looking for 19 plus, I think he can get you there and he's got potential to get you 30 volume, volume, volume. That's the best thing about Sam. Howell. What was it? What'd you say? What would you say, Jamie? I said the volume is the best thing about it. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? I'm sorry. The volume is the best uh, thing about volume, it. Volume, volume. Okay. <laughs> uh, Seattle sees the fifth most pass attempts per game in the NFL. So that works in Sam Howell's favor. Uh, do you like Brian Robinson this week? Do you like Antonio Gibson, who has five catches in two straight games? Gibson, I think, is a desperation uh, bi-week guy. Just, again, you, you, you've you seen it with the catches, five in each week. And that's, again, leading to volume. I think this game script sets up better for him because I think Seattle will be playing with the lead this week, especially based on what Vegas is telling us. So he'll be on the field a lot more in the second half. The problem is, is that 
Robinson is so touchdown dependent. So if he does not score, you're going to be disappointed, but I'll probably be looking at 15 plus touches just because of how they use him. Yeah. But Robinson in a game on the road where there's six and a half point underdogs is, is a scary proposition, right? I mean, we've got to acknowledge the, if the game script, sure. is, he could get game scripted big time. Well, hundred percent. He's, he's at best the low end number two running back. All right. Would you start Brian Robinson or let me give you a wide receiver, Devonte Adams. Adams. Adams Adam over like Robinson. That. I'd start Madison over Robinson too. Same. Yeah. All righty. Um, Okay, so Washington wide receivers. McLaurin has basically earned the must-start status. How much are you going to care about Curtis Samuel's status as you rank Jahan Dotson? Minimally. I think it's just more of a Jamison Crowder, Byron Pringle situation as opposed to a Jahan Dot. Like, again, how do you put that back in the box? He's not getting that. He doesn't have a very high target. Twenty six targets in his last three games. Like, I know it, it, the pro, like I was talking to Chris about it yesterday, and Chris thinks Dotson is a sell high because you just can't rely on Sam Howell to throw this many passes. Why um, not? Because it's kind of like extraordinary how many passes he's throwing lately. Uh, but like, what are they going to do? All, all of a sudden, run? They probably just the won't run as many plays. I mean, it's just kind of like a law of averages thing. Okay, so here's a way that that could happen this week is that Seattle's offense can't click. They can't make plays downfield. We've seen Geno struggle this year. They can't run the ball. We saw that last week. Uh, it's not necessarily a byproduct of the commander's defense being good. More so Seattle's just not where they need to be right now. And if that's the case, then yeah, this could be a low-scoring game where Howell doesn't need to throw a lot. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, I think that Seattle's offense will click. I think the commander's defense is really bad. And I think Sam Howell will have to throw. And I think Jahan Dotson is in line to see more targets than he saw last week. Okay, I hope so. So that would give us some confidence to start him. Um, Logan Thomas, starter, sit. Low-end starter. 12th. Okay. I've got him ahead of Pitts. I've got him ahead of uh, Janu. I've got him one spot ahead of David Njoku. He's behind Ferguson. He's behind Taysom Hill. And he's behind Fergie Ferg. He's behind Trey McBride in PPR. Geno Smith starter sit. He's in the same little bit ahead for me, but like Russell Wilson, good matchup, but hard to trust. It's it's such an appealing scenario. I mean, Washington's just been so bad against quarterbacks the majority of the season. But you see what Geno's looked like. He's had some good matchups. Now, I don't think it's fair to judge in the last two weeks because Baltimore and Cleveland are two of the best defenses in the league, and they abused him and they abused that team. But this is, the, I mean, home game against this defense. You know, I know the pass rush situation didn't come into play last week for Washington, but still, down young, down sweat. He should have all the time in the world to throw. Please, Gino, get these guys going. Get the passing game back on track. I, it, the only thing I really fear is that Pete Carroll is trying to protect Gino in the passing game, and it's just a lot of running, a lot of running, and a lot of running, and then Gino doesn't get the opportunity to throw the ball. But this should, I mean, he should get a two-touchdown game easily, if not three. I agree, uh, but maybe not a ton of yards. Like 225 and two feels like his ceiling because Pete Carroll is going to want to try and get that run game going. But um, if this game ends up being competitive, push comes to shove, man, Geno's going to throw. And it's, it's he's always at his best when he's not pressured, and he won't be. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing, it's the deep ball, right? I mean, this is what Washington does. They, they get beat deep all the time. They've allowed 279 yards and multiple touchdown passes to six quarterbacks this year. And here are those six. It's actually five quarterbacks. It was Jalen Hurts twice. 
but Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts twice, Justin Fields, Desmond Ritter, and Tyrod Taylor. All of them 279 yards and multiple touchdown passes. Geno Smith, last year, he threw 10 touchdown passes on pass attempts of 20 or more air yards. This year, he's done it once. That is Geno Smith's season in a, in a quick summary. It's just the best thing he did last year has been completely missing. This is the best matchup for him, but he's already faced two teams that suck against the deep ball, Cincinnati and Arizona, and he scored 11 points against Cincinnati and 17.8 against Arizona. So that's why it's so complicated. I actually think, I think this game is one of the more difficult start-sit games that we're, that we're previewing. Because we go to like, all right, we'll call Geno Smith a low-end starter. Now let's go to the next guy. Let's go to Ken Walker. Coming off two terrible games in a row where he's been out-snapped by Zach Charbonnet. You guys have him around, well, Dave, I think you have him 16th in PPR because he doesn't catch a lot of passes. But what's your confidence level, Jamie? I'll start with you, in, in Ken Walker. Confident. You know, enough to the point where uh, I think this will be one of his better games. Do I think he's going to have a huge monster game? Probably not. But, you know, I, I, I think you just look at game script. Pete Carroll's sort of want to get the run game going. The, the Really, the only concern I have is do we get a shift in playing time, con- a continued shift in playing time where it's too much Charbonnet? You know, is is it Pete Carroll looking at it and saying our run game is stagnant because of our offensive line, because of game flow, because of everything that's unfolded? Or is it a Ken Walker problem? I'd be surprised if that's the case because I haven't seen anything that 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 suggests that. But maybe practice what they're looking for. Who knows? You know, this could be more of an opportunity for Charbonnet. So as you said earlier, sixty-seven percent rostered is is way too low for me. Like, I if I have a roster spot, I'm absolutely adding Charbonnet just to see because if he does get more of a foothold as the lead guy or a chance to be the lead guy. I mean, again, he's led them in snaps the last two games then this could be the jumping off point. I don't think that's the case. So don't take that as, you know, any anything more than just a, a stash situation. But Ken Walker should have a big game here. He really should. Full practice on Thursday definitely encourages me on Kenneth Walker. The entire Seahawks offense needs a get-right game. This matchup figures to be it. Okay. I got a lot of questions about this game, and we'll talk about the uh, Seahawks receivers as well. Dotson or Ridley? These are questions from the chat. Dotson or Ridley? I have Dotson a spot ahead of Ridley, but I'll take Ridley. low end wide receiver twos. Does Lockett crack the top three in this group? Um, Lockett, Ayuk, Ridley, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison. Only if Metcalf is out. I've got him ahead of Godwin and Addison. Um, okay, so Geno Smith or Kyler Murray, I saw. Kyler. I'm sorry, Geno. Uh, I'll ask one. Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence? I'm sorry, Geno. Lawrence. Man, how do you have Metcalf ranked? If Metcalf plays, he's what for you? Top uh, right around 20th. Okay. And then Lockett and JSN are number three guys? Yes. High end. I'll tell you this. If, if Metcalf misses the game... JSN will oh, be in my in every DFS lineup I have. <laughs> he should be in every DFS lineup you have now. I don't know. I mean, right. I, I you, you don't you don't want to do that. Everyone will do that if Metcalf misses. That doesn't matter. You don't want to miss. You don't want to miss the layup. But uh, I wouldn't call it a layup. But no, I mean, like he, it's an interesting matchup for him because he doesn't do the things that the Commanders stink against, unless Metcalf is out. So then he then he'll go downfield more and play out wide. Um, all right, uh, sit Noah Fant and 
Yes, you guys like Seattle's DST enough. They are top 10 for you guys. We'll take a break. When we come back, the Bonanza, Tennessee at Tampa Bay. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, your stat of the game. Repeat stat of the game. I give this one every week when Tampa Bay plays, but I update it. After last week's Terrible showing against the Texans. The Buccaneers have now given up 90 yards or a touchdown to 23 wide receivers in their last 13 games, dating back to the end of last season. Um, That's incredible. So we have talked about Jahan Dotson and DK Metcalf, right? And those guys, who else have we spoken about today? I think Keenan, like he's not going to be Keenan Allen and, and Amandra St. Brown, but but my question is, uh, DeAndre Hopkins this week is he one of the easier one of the easier weeks to start Hopkins? Number one wide receiver. I can't go there, but I do have him as a top twenty guy. Number one, as in top twelve, not as in no number one. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> All right, he is him. starting him over Stephon Diggs, ladies and gentlemen. Who's going to be the other receiver that catches a touchdown or gets 90 yards? Because it's happened in all but one game where two receivers have done it against the Bucs this year. Nick Westbrook-Akina. Sleeper town. No, I like Kyle Phillips better. Could be Kyle Phillips, actually. That's that deep shot, that 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, he doesn't get those, but he'll, he'll get a bunch of short throws. Are you starting and a quarterback? He ended up being a pretty big factor for them in their two-minute offense last week. Starting a quarterback in this game? Baker. Uh, Baker and Will Levis is just outside my top 12. I'd start him over Gino, for example. Much more upside. Yeah, there's downside, too. We saw that last week. That um, was against the Steelers on the road. I, listen, I get it. I get it. I get it. Match <laughs> I up think you're the only person in the world that liked him last week. Yeah, I know. Uh, look, I I think that Baker is, is what he is. I know that the run game got going for Tampa last week. I think it might not do it again this week. The fact that he throws to his running back a lot. And he's got good receivers and now a tight end that's starting to come up there and Kate Otten. I like him as a low end starter, Baker over Gino behind Dobbs. The last I agree. the last four I would take Baker over Dobbs. Oh wait. Do- okay, wait. Dobbs Dobbs is one for Dave in this group. Dobbs, Baker, Gino, you said? Gino. Levis is fourth. Yeah, give me I'll go Baker, Dobbs, Levis, Gino. Okay. Um, all right. I was going to give a stat. Who cares? Uh, Derek Henry. Finally, you give a stat that everybody likes. (laughs) Derek Henry or Rashad White in PPR? Yeah, I'll say it. Uh, White. Yeah, it's White. 
It's white. No, I'll take Henry. Um, but, I, you know, I'm just being different this week. Listen to this trade. What do you think about this trade in a super flex league? It was, I give up C.D. Lamb and Taylor Heineke, and I get Derek Henry and Nico Collins. PPR. Nope. Lamb side. I don't need Heineke. That's okay. Lamb side. Okay, because Zach, Brooke, and I have been, we were in heavy negotiations yesterday, but I don't think I want to give up. Lamb. I love that trade. I think it's great <laughs> for both teams. I, I don't think it's bad. I mean, Henry's been really good this year. It's like, I had, he hasn't been the same Derrick Henry, but he's got 12 catches in his last four games. That should not be overlooked. He's not less like a, a one-catch-a-game kind of guy. And uh, all right, and here's something about Rashad White, by the way. We talk about matchups all the time, but we never really talk about pass-catching running back matchups. But the last three teams he has faced have, are really, they give up a lot of catches to running backs. The Titans give Did up. they before he played yes. them? Houston, Houston was like kind of there. Um, but the other two, yes, they were very favorable in that regard. The Titans give up the second fewest catches to running backs. I mean, they haven't really fa- they haven't faced like Eckler and the, and Bijan and uh, Kamara. They, they face sort of easy competition. And I, I'm just going to say, let's keep it in mind. If he doesn't catch a lot of passes this week, maybe that's something we can go back to in the future. Back to the future. And take a look at Rashad White. But Great. Scott, you guys have also been bad against the run lately, though. That's true. I don't know if he's going to take advantage of that, but you're right about that. He should be able to. What worries me about Levis is that the offensive line isn't going to be very strong. And like Bucks have issues all over the secondary. But Levis, and you saw it against Steelers last week, absolutely frazzled by the pass rush. I don't think he was frazzled by the pass rush. I think he got there. They stopped rushing. They stopped blitzing him in the second half because they thought that they could get there with four. But the Bucks have one of the worst. The Bucks are thirtieth in pressure rate. Yeah, yeah, but they like blitz it. a ton, and this is one of the easier matchups they'll have, especially well, if right. two of the starting linemen right. are out. Same for Levis, though. Yeah, no, this game could go. Uh, this game could go in a variety of ways. Like you're counting on players who aren't exactly great for fantasy, but against really good matchups. Um, all right, so Rashad White and Derrick Henry are both starts. Would you start either of them over Ken Walker or Saquon Barkley? I would uh, start them both over Ken Walker and Saquon Barkley in PPR. Uh, n- no. Um, <laughs> over Walker, yes, not Barkley. All right, Mike Evans is a start. What about Chris Godwin, start or sit? Start. PPR flex, number three receiver. Okay, Dave's a low guy on Chris Godwin. Tennessee is 26th against opposing wide receivers. They're bad. They're very, very bad. They're hurt, too. So, yeah. And K-Dot, I think you're right on the banana. A little higher. I'm like 29th. He should probably be a little higher. The 30, the 39 feels very low. It does feel low. That that's the total in this game. Very Over-unders low. 39. I'm going to bet it right now. All right. Uh, K-Dot. And How many more- units? 10 bucks. 10 units. Is this your four-star lock of the month? I haven't looked at any lines this week yet, which is bad because I was supposed to submit my picks yesterday and I totally forgot, so I'm 0-1. Um, is this your five cherry golden circle mega special? Yeah, actually, yeah, hell yeah. Titans and Bucks are going over 39. Let's go. Atlanta's at Arizona. Stat of the game. Please, please let this come true again. 
A running back has 100 yards or a touchdown in all but one game against the Cardinals this year. <sighs> you got to I mean, if you're Arthur Smith, like that five-minute diatribe yesterday was so stupid. Just give Bijan the ball. Like you get, you're getting fired if you don't do something to change what your approach has been. And the best approach in this game is Bijan Robinson. Just so I don't completely skip it over, I, I don't think I said it. Uh, we're not starting Kate Otten this week. He's a stash. Let's go back to Atlanta, Arizona, though. Um, Bijan Robinson or Rashad White or Derrick Henry? Still those other two guys because Arthur Smith is Arthur Smith. That sucks. Maybe it was the mustache, though, Jamie. Maybe shaving the mustache will change Arthur Smith back into the guy that we we really were encouraged by last year. I just don't understand it. Like you have, well, he was tired of the mustache. See, you got he was annoyed. You got three Ferraris in your garage, and oh. you're not using them. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I feel like one of the Ferraris has been playing with a bum yeah. wheel all year. Yeah, I don't know if these are all Ferraris. Bijan Ferrari, Drake London, maybe. Jeep Grand Pitts. Cherokee. Yeah. Pit. <laughs> like very nice, you know, uh, yeah. reliable. But uh, anyway. Um, the problem is he's got a, a 16-year-old driving all three with Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke's 51% rostered. He did not have Drake London last week, and he scored 16.7 fantasy points, which wasn't so bad against Minnesota. And he throws the ball deep so far. And it's two games where he's played very deep. Arizona gives up the most completions of 20 or more air yards. I'll call him a sleeper. We okay with that? Can I call him a sleeper, Taylor Heineke? Absolutely. All for right. sure. Um, all right. Bijan is 13th, like 15th in the rankings for Jamie and Dave. A little higher for Heath. Tyler Alge- Is Tyler Algier a sleeper? I mean, he has no. to be considered one because of how they use him. He's got the best chance of any of these backup running backs to fall into the end zone. Would you start Brian Robinson? He's, he's or, a five-week or... replacement. He's not, he's not a sleeper. Brian if Robinson he score, or Algier? You're looking at like six fantasy points. Brian Robinson or Algier? Get Robinson, on. barely. Okay, Robinson, very different. Sure. Drake London or Chris Godwin? London. London. Drake London or... Uh, uh, this one is only for Dave because I know the answer for Jamie. It's London. Devontae Adams. I have Adams higher for now. Drake London or Christian Kirk? Kirk. Kirk. Look, the one other thing is like we, we sit here and we say, why aren't you using the Ferraris? Use these guys more. Do more with them. And we've got this track record of Arthur Smith not using his Ferraris and trying to be unpredictable. And it's stupid. We can all agree that it's it's very annoying, and we can all agree that Taylor Heineke, it's great that he's throwing deep. He's off target on like 20% of his throws. You've, you've got to take into account what this team is and what their offense is. And so hoping that they change is a lot different than expecting it to change. But Drake I'm, London- not, I'm not hoping that they change their offense. I am hoping that the quarterback change is going to benefit Drake London because of two things. One, the ability to throw the ball down the field is much more in the favor of – Taylor Heineke compared to Ritter. Two, he's also going to throw to his detriment into more tighter windows, whereas Desmond Ritter will not take those chances. And so we have not seen a full game of Taylor Heineke and Drake London. I don't know if they even played much in the half that London got hurt because of his groin injury two games ago. So this right. is a great matchup. It's a better setup for him. And so we saw it for a stretch before London got hurt. We saw it certainly then the last season 
when he gets targets. He was averaging over nine per game last year. He had that stretch where he was over nine per game this year. I think that's going to be the case. I think this game gets a little bit loose, too. I don't trust these defenses to stop these offenses either. All right, Atlanta tight ends. Which one do you prefer? Pitts. Pitts, barely. Yeah, honestly, like, Johnny Smith has been so much better than Pitts this year. Kyle Pitts is the number 16 tight end in fantasy. Jonu Smith is number 10. Uh, Smith, Jonu has more catches, more yards, more touchdowns, more red zone targets, more green zone targets. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I get it, but Pitts, uh, Smith is only 55% rostered. And uh, But we'll start Taysom Hill over them. We'll start yep. Jake Ferguson over them. Yep. yep. What about... Jamie, to your point about... Hold on. Jamie, to your point about Heineke and Drake London together... They, they were together for six routes, okay? London ran six routes with Taylor Heineke. Saw a target on two of them. So if he's going to get a target every 33.3% of the time that he runs a route, then he should have a monster game. What about um, Logan Thomas or a Falcons tight end? Logan. I go Pitts, Thomas, Smith. I've seen enough of Pitts. Logan Thomas, Pitts, Smith. Kyler Murray, we already talked about. Um, check the updated rankings. Kyler is 12th for Jamie and 15th for Dave. Dobbs is ahead of him. Jamie likes him better than Trevor Lawrence. He's right there with Brock. Oh, he's Purdy. not 11. He's at a party. Okay. Jamie likes him better than Purdy and Lawrence. Dave does not. Nope. Um, 15th. 15th. Ahead of Carr, ahead of Levis, ahead of Minshew. Start Baker. Their guys are both starting Baker Mayfield and Sam Howell and Josh Dobbs over Kyler Murray. James Conner would be a very good start if he plays, which it looks like he's going to. Um, well, let's just see. Connor is, yeah, top 20 for you guys. And, um, yeah, all right. And then Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown or Drake London. Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game? Brown. I agree. Must Brown's a borderline number one receiver. All right. Rock and roll, Marquise Brown. And then Trey McBride. Is he a must start? Absolutely. Walk him down the aisle. Low end starter. They've had five tight ends with at least seven targets against them this season. All five have scored at least 12.9 PPR points. This nice. is the Falcons you're talking about? Yes. And are these all like superstar tight ends? Like, did they, uh, play? they actually are. No. Uh, it's Evan Ingram, it's TJ Hawkinson, and Sam Laporta. It is the great Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, yeah. And wow. Schultz. it is Schultz. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely a chance there for McBride. I, I like him better in PPR, obviously. Heath has him third. You guys are not quite as bullish, but he no, he's been on. He's been he's been walking McBride down the aisle. We're just groomsmen. <laughs> he uh, he had one great game with Josh Dobbs against arguably the toughest matchup on the table against Baltimore. It was garbage time, but still, fourteen targets, ten catches, ninety-five yards, and a touchdown. And a miserable game against Cleveland with Clayton Tune. So I think you just look at it and say, okay, better quarterback play. How much of the tight end targets, because they're fourth in the NFL in tight end targets between Ertz and McBride for the season, was that Josh Dobbs or was that the offense? I'm going to guess it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. And so I think Murray will look at it and say, okay, now I finally have a second receiver that I can rely on, a second receiving there that I can rely on, and this will be the second guy behind Marquise Brown. He had that second receiver last year. His name was Zach Ertz. Ertz was really good in the first six games of the year. Really good for fantasy. Um, that was without Hopkins and with Marquise Brown. It's an ex- and with Kyler Murray. It's it's an identical setup right now, just different coaching staff. All right, let's go to the Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have won twelve in a row with Dak Prescott at QB in this in this series. The Giants have won one of the last thirteen games against the Cowboys, and that was with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. Uh, week one was a forty to nothing. The spread is seventeen points. 
Saquon, all right. It's just Saquon for the Giants. And Dave, where do you have Saquon ranked? I have him 14th. Number two running back. Who are some names that are ahead of him that might surprise people? Rashad White, Ramondre Stevenson, Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker. Okay. Uh, Jamie, more or less agree? I do. I probably have him a spot or two too high. Um, Dak Prescott. You guys have him top three. So it's a little bit by default. Yeah. Because there's you know a lot of stud quarterbacks missing, other stud quarterbacks that have some situational things going on. You know, Burrow won't have Higgins, Justin Herbert doesn't have his full receiving core. It's it it's by default for me why he's second. But I still like him a lot. He's been playing really well. Who do you have? It's more- either gonna be 30 points or seven. Like that's what, it doesn't feel like there's an in between. I mean, who do you have more concerns about? Dak or Pollard? Pollard. Uh, concerns? In terms of game script, because, you know, Pollard, it keeps happening to him. It's never a favorable game, favorable game script to him, and he has five straight games with 15 or fewer carries. Like, last week would have been a favorable game script, but he played Philadelphia, and nobody runs on Philadelphia. Hey, well, he scored, and he had it called back. If that, he had scored true. last week, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I think it's also like, you know, we're, we're and Zach made the joke about um, Cooper Rush outscoring uh, DeVito. Um, no, I made that joke. I'm sorry, you made the joke. Yeah, come on now. Um, you're not usually funny, so I'll give you something <laughs> else. Um, that this could be a Rico Dowdle game. You know, that they are just destroying this team. You know, we keep saying, okay, game script's not favorable for, for Dak. It could be that they're up big in the first half and we barely see these guys in the third quarter. Does this matter to you guys? For the Giants, they give up the six fewest points to quarterbacks. They've allowed nine touchdown passes in nine games. And Tua had like 20 points. Josh Allen scored 17 points. Everyone's saying start Sam Howell. He scored eight points against them. Geno Smith scored 10. Does that matter to you that the Giants are actually doing a good job against tight ends? I mentioned they're second best against tight ends. Wide receivers, they're not bad. You know, Lamb will be great, but quarterbacks they're good like does it matter it definitely matters but again like dave said it's a crappy week for like high-end quarterbacks there's just this blob of guys that you have to say okay 22 points might be top five this week so like go look at any dfs slate because of the guys who are missing with the primetime games like Dax top two top three yeah I don't so you think have it to just understand, like, I'm not getting cute and benching Dak for Will Levis because Levis has a better matchup. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to limit the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I think Adoree Jackson's not going to play. He's probably their best corner. They don't have Leonard Williams anymore, and I just don't see how they can slow down the Cowboys. But, all right, start Pollard. He's top 10. Start Dak. Start Lamb. Not Cooks or Gallup. No. And Ferguson nope. is 7th for Jamie, or ninth for Jamie in PPR, 10th. For Dave and 12th for Heath. Um, let's see if the Giants have... I, the only like good tight end that struggled against the Giants this year is Jake Ferguson. And it was week one. He had two catches for 11 yards on seven targets. Um, all right, that's it for today's show. Dallas DST. Who scores more points? Cowboys DST or Saquon Barkley? Cowboys DST. Yeah. I would legitimately... If I could start them over the Saquon, I would. <laughs> All right, that would be a fun option. 
They might outscore everybody. Yeah, they're going to be good. We are out of here. Have a great day. Oh, um. I wonder if it's and, worth uh, trying good. to trade for them for this week, Adam. Like, what What would it take to trade for the Cowboys DST? And Patrick Mahomes. Saquon Barkley, straight up. There you go. At least win this week. Don't do that, folks. I was joking. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Talk to you on the mailbag. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.